0: Let's face it, running a small business is a roller coaster of emotions. The reality, there's no way to completely avoid the chaos, but the people, processes, and systems you build into your business can make the difference between thriving and sinking. If you're a business owner or entrepreneur feeling the chaos creep into every area of your life, you need the Organized Chaos Podcast. It's hosted by Trainual founder and CEO, Chris Ronzio. You don't need another podcast with thought leadership fluff. You want practical entrepreneurial advice that can help you build a better business today and get back to do more things you love. You see, every weekday, Chris shares bite-sized topical episodes on small business leadership, people management, productivity hacks, and entrepreneurship, but it does not stop there. On Fridays, they feature exclusive interviews with today's top founders, authors, leaders in the space, names like Sam Parr, founder and CEO of The Hustle, author of Scaling Up, Vern Harnish, who's a good friend of ours, and Shark Tank host, Damon John. Join the thousands of monthly listeners learning how to organize the chaos in their businesses. Available to stream on all podcast apps, or click the link in the show notes, and we'll see you there.
1: Welcome to Meta Talks, where we bring in experts to dive deep into all things metaverse, with your hosts, Kate Hancock and Daniel Robbins
0: to another episode of MetaTalks. I'm excited today because this is a topic that people have asked about before, and we've really wanted to find some experts that are, are really building out something in this space because a lot of you have uh, startups, your founders, and you want to raise capital, and you want to understand in this new Web3 space, how is that possible, and how are people doing it today? So I'm really excited today because we have Brian Anderson and Kyle Kemper of RAISE. That's RAISE.Finance, R-A-Z-E. So welcome both.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us. A true
3: pleasure, Daniel and Kate. Uh, let's get rolling. Stoked to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit of background? How did you guys ended up creating RAISE Capital?
2: Um, well, I'll take that one. So, you know, Kyle and I have done some projects in the past together. Kyle's what you would call the and one of those OG blockchain guys, um, and uh, I had done we we did a successful NFT project together, a couple of them, and um, I just kept having this idea about really being able to use NFTs, use blockchain for real business because that's what I've always been a part of—is real software companies and 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 real corporations and and things like that, being able to startups, etc. I called Kyle and I was like we need to figure out how to tokenize equity and revenue somehow we we've got to use nfts for real, real world utility and he was like i love it he's like let's do it and um there there started the the long journey of building out a software platform uh to be able to actually do this not only and uh, not only make it possible but make it compliant Uh, Here in the US, which was a key factor. I was like, this has to be compliant. We can't operate in a gray area. So Kyle's been an incredible contributor to the blockchain community for a long, long time. Brilliant guy. Uh, Honored to work with him. We've got a whole incredible team behind us, actually, um, that I'm so honored to be a part of. But uh, yeah, Kyle, Kyle's been huge with helping us figure out how to design architect and, and evangelize.
1: Kyle, question for you. How does it feel like being the OG in a blockchain world? I mean, you're seeing the dip and and the up and down. And I would love to hear that input of yours.
3: Yeah, no, thanks, Kate. Um, I guess, gosh, it feels like forever. You know, I I, the very first Bitcoin I got, I sold uh, a custom iPhone case for half a Bitcoin back in 2013. And, uh, you know, I put the first Bitcoin ATM in Ottawa, Canada, and I was part of, I was the executive director and a board member of the Blockchain Association of Canada for five years and have just been watching this space uh, grow and evolve. And back in 2013, it was definitely like a lot of, you know, the radicals and libertarians. And then we just saw this, like, you know, this, this growth. And, you know, I saw it from very, very early, like I deeply knew in my heart that, You know, before before Bitcoin, I was very pessimistic because, um, you know, the state of the world, specifically with the central banks being in full control of the money um, was a cancer on civilization And, and and and, you know, Bitcoin. Who represented the scalpel, as Andreas Antonopoulos said, it's like gunpowder, and so now having just been in this industry for a long time to witness it, it's like my, it's like looking at almost like the family of all these friends who have been in it for so long and have done so many great things, and there's so much new, new energy coming in, and you know with. With Bitcoin, it was one thing. With the rise of cryptocurrencies and smart contracts and the ERC20 tokens, like really op- opened it up to new to new areas. Then with DeFi, all of a sudden it's like the existing structures of, of finance were being challenged through decentralization. And then with NFTs, it was like oh my gosh, like this is like bringing in a whole new swath of artists and collectors and creators. And then with DAOs, it's like oh my goodness again, it's like now we have this new foundation for the organizations of the future, and all of them needed to kind of come together. And now that they're all kind of here, we have a really robust underlying infrastructure on which we can build. And, you know, there's many projects that, that attempted to do, you know, tokenization of securities five years ago, six years ago, seven years, some of them even longer ago. Um, but the the market really wasn't ready and it comes down to timing. But I just saw a study that said that said 10% of Canadians own cryptocurrency. Um, and they said that was down a percent actually from, from last year. But the number of people who are really familiar with this were still in the early phase of the lifestyle, but it's very strong. So it feels great to be here.
1: That's awesome. Now I'm <laughs> gonna ask this question to you, Kyle. I was able to ask Charlie, Shrim, who's, who's your buddy, in one of the OG in the blockchain world. Do you believe that blockchain will, a Bitcoin will be a million dollar per coin?
3: I I, I don't know. Um, I, and honestly, like Bitcoin was never about um, about becoming a million dollars. And treating Bitcoin like it's just going to number go up misses the great value of Bitcoin. This is an alternative financial system that is open And inclusive, and anybody can participate. And if we just hoard our Bitcoin like gold and don't use it, then we're missing out on the ability to just make the existing financial system kind of obsolete by utilizing this open permissionless network. So I think Bitcoin, like, yeah, I think it's got some upside. Absolutely. And I think a lot of them do. But at the end of the day, like, I want to put capital to work. And that's why we've created raise towards creating a tool and a platform and a service that helps other companies tokenize their securities, their equity or their revenue into NFTs that can be that can be sold utilizing crypto or fiat. Um, you know, in a very simple and expeditious manner to actually help us bridge towards that full DAO world, which is where we're going to get to, but we can't just jump there. Uh, th- that's not the way things work.
1: Absolutely. Dan?
0: Yeah, so that's, I'm really curious on that. So with Raise, and, and I think this has been, we've seen that this this last year, people unofficially raised money using tokenized options mm-hmm. like NFTs. Uh you know, I think, as we know, like laws in the U.S. and securities takes takes time to catch up. So how are you seeing, uh, you know, the future of raising money using uh, security tokens and tokens? Uh, and can you simplify it for people as to exactly what you do?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, I would say it like this. You know, what was really important for us is when we approach the problem of, instead of trying to replace everything that's currently there, which I think a lot of people make the mistake of doing, let's take what's there and let's improve it. Even if it's just slightly improved, right? We, let's, let's take baby steps here. And we looked at uh, the non-fungible token structure, right? NFTs. And we said, there's so many benefits to being able to use an NFT versus a fungible token, which is how a lot of people have approached securities lately, tokenized securities. We said, how can we use an NFT? And what's really amazing is when you can simply use a different delivery system, which is the NFT, to do something better of what's already done, you can do amazing things. So, for example, um, the simplicity of solving uh, the payments and settlements process, right, of using crypto, we all know the benefits. Anybody that's in crypto and blockchain understand why you use crypto, right? It's faster. It's, it's easier. It's, it's, you know, frictionless, etc. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's really hard to use crypto in traditional investment instruments, right? It's virtually impossible, not with NFTs, right? That's just one example. Take another one, legal contracts. If anybody has ever tried to raise capital or do anything in business with legal contracts, what is it involved? back and forth. Even Sen is back and forth, constant negotiation. There's tons of friction in legal contracts. There's tons of friction with lawyers involved. You need lawyers, right? But there's a lot of friction. What if you simply make the legal process part of the minting process? Now, what you've done very powerfully is you've put the power in the hand of the company raising money to say, here's our terms. Here's what we're looking to raise. Here's what it costs. Mint or don't mint right it doesn't solve every investment situation but it does make a huge leap into the future especially seed capital uh, early financing people wanting to raise friends and family raises etc to be able to do it very simply we proved that with our system we came out of the gate in the first 30 days and said we have to do it first and that's what we did we did some of our pre-seed fundraising actually using our own system
1: Mm-hmm. And and Brian or Kyle,
2: how does fractional equity work? Go ahead, Kyle. I'll let you take that. Yeah,
3: sure. So, um, you know, how it, it's, I mean, how does it work? Equity is already fra- fractionalized, like, you know, in shares. Um, and by quantifying them and wrapping them in a digital container of an NFT is, you know, what we're doing and we're also looking at beyond equity too and looking at revenue streams as well because now that we have digital programmable money we can actually tokenize revenue streams you've probably seen like a shark's tank before where like kevin o'leary is famous for like cutting these deals where he'll take a percentage of every sale or take Mm -hmm. like you know a royalty in that in that And that means, well, we've actually kind of built a platform that enables you to, you know, create like tokenize your revenue stream. Let's say you make a thousand tokens out of your revenue stream and every token represents 0.1% of the of of the revenue and your company could hold 90% of those tokens. But then you sell 10% of those tokens. And then when revenue comes in, and now that we're in digital programmable money, as soon as the revenue comes in, it can be moved into a smart contract that gets split across all the token holders. So by buying Uh, You know, by investing, this is a security by investing in that security, you're then going to receive future payouts on it. And then ultimately that token that is the bearer of these yields from revenue uh, will have value in of itself, um, you know, and in, in due time, you know, a secondary market can emerge for the trading of those. Um, you know, to accomplish that. And the same goes for equity. And instead of just instead of instead of like revenue distributions, you can also do profit distributions. And when you're holding on to an NFT that represents either revenue or equity in your wallet, it knows where to send the payments to. So we can facilitate, you know, this payment settlement, which frankly is a nightmare. And like in the legacy systems, it's very challenging. In the new system, it's very simple. Um, so this is like one of the great opportunities that you know we see here. And there's and and just to answer Daniel's question too, you know. Companies have been raising capital by issuing utility tokens. They've been raising capitals by issuing memberships for NFTs. Gary Vee has done a great job of issuing, like, you know, utility access tokens. Those are all part of them. For founders out there and innovators out there, there's a whole you got so many different options when you want to go look at capital formation. And what we're our, our purpose is to create a new tool set as well to leverage revenue streams and equity streams as well as being able to issue membership tokens utilizing nfts in a really simple flow and with the security nfts all the investors are kyc too because when you're selling securities you need to know who your investors are so that's like critical to this whole platform too it's not an on it's not an anon platform it's a privacy protected platform but it's all but it's but it also,
2: there is there is verification of 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 the platform and, users. And Kate, if I can just add this one thing too, you know, anybody that wants to own equity in a company, right? There, there, it's a promise that you own some percentage or a number of shares in that particular company, which comes down to a document, a legal agreement, right? Something like that, a proof of ownership. Well, what does blockchain do? It provides proof of ownership, right? And, and what better way to do this through an NFT structure? And that's something very important to understand is that, again, we're not just replacing everything that exists. We're taking what already exists, which is your equity promise, and we're tokenizing it, and we're making it better and attaching those contracts to the NFT.
1: Mm-hmm. And, Brian, question. I love how you, you emphasize the word compliant. What are some of the steps that you guys are doing to make sure you guys are in the U.S., because I know a lot of these projects are getting in trouble the last few months.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, anybody that's getting in trouble is typically on the extreme side, right, of probably doing a blatant securities violation. Um, you know, first step is, you know, try, try your very best in business to always do the right thing, right? That's just the principle, right? And so don't try to ever operate in gray areas, ever, under any circumstance, especially when it comes to this stuff. So what we chose to do is we offer a software as a service platform, a SaaS model, and we give a SaaS software platform to companies to issue their own securities, their own NFT securities. We don't issue those. It's not like we're holding their securities and then issuing those or selling them for them. We, we give them a platform to actually create those and issue those to their accredited investors. We do not advertise for them. We do not raise for them. Um, we give them the power in the tool set and the software to go out and do this with the power of the blockchain. And then the other part of it is we ensure the process of fundraising is compliant using technology. Things like checking whether they're an accredited investor. That's important. Kyle mentioned checking KYC. That's important. So compliance comes in the form of process as well as the technology.
1: Dan?
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's that's great to hear because I don't think we heard a lot about compliance and you know everyone last year was like decentralized, democratize, like do whatever and throw it out there and you know throw it to the wind and but now I think we're seeing people want to make this something long term and something sustainable as well as I think your approach is you're really going to appease the uh, you know the accredited investor who is probably more cautious and not going to necessarily invest in things. That don't have you know something that looks more legitimized. So, do you see this? And I know you're not you're not your your SaaS helps facilitate. But do you do you see this in the future replacing things like like the how this you know the reg I think is it reg B or reg A? I'm not sure which is the new crowdfunding that they've been doing for a few years and where anyone can invest like hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or whatever it is. It makes you know the everyday person uh, the ability to invest. Do you see this? being like not in not necessarily a replacement but an add-on to that
2: so crowdfunding you know uh, you know reg cf basically is a a very specific way to sell an opportunity to retail investors right and you can raise a lot of money um there's there's not a ton of use uh, success cases out there of companies of huge magnitude starting out with crowdfunding right they're out there right Regulation D, Reg D, uh, has become a very powerful tool for small business to raise up to ten million dollars in a twelve-month period, but it's private placement, right? So really, anything besides crowdfunding is private, right? Uh, unless you're going in IPOing and offering a public security. So there's tons of opportunity to do all of it, right? We're starting with small business Regulation D-type focused offerings, which is most small businesses, most startups, right? in ensuring that they've got a tool to be able to help them do this with the blockchain. But there's absolutely opportunity to be able to participate in all the other pieces um, that are there, which have their place. I think that's the key is that everything has its place. Mm. Kyle, if you want to comment any more on that.
3: I mean, I would say like we are moving towards, and I think, you know, over time, we're going to see the creditor investor kind of, framework you know become more inclusive towards everyone because you know you can go buy lottery tickets you can spend all your money on lottery tickets and be advertised lottery tickets like you know on a hope of expected output but you can't you know, invest a small amount in 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 your in your friend's business because you really believe in them and support them. I think like you know this technology has the ability to open up and democratize that. Um, you know, additionally, like I think the word accredited investor, there's a lot of energy around that. There's a very clear definition and it's a checklist that one can go through. And I think a lot of people you know would be surprised to find out they actually you know represent. Um, Become being an accredited investor, um, like I think it's you're hundred thousand dollars a year. You have two two million dollars worth of wealth, or like two of the two of the criteria in order to meet it. Um, and and by part and by 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 meeting that, you know, you can then kind of participate, you know, in 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 these realms. And the other thing is, these offerings really are private too. These are not public offerings. This is not like you know a Kickstarter or um, a, a crowdfunding campaign it's not like a you know an nft drop that's just okay send money to this address and you'll get your token immediately or an ico that was send send eth to this address and you'll get some tokens here and we're not going to know anything about you yet yeah, those are the projects that that get that a scammers get attracted to and rug pull uh investors on and you know be those are the ones that the regulators like you know after being success you know, like they'll they'll come after like you know, looking for looking for payment for for you know not following the guidelines properly in the
0: form of a fine. Dan. Yeah, no, that's it's um, it's really amazing. Like you mentioned about how this can give opportunity to people all around the world, and I think we're seeing and there's been a lot of talks because a lot of you know small percentage of funding really goes to more a diverse crowd is more inclusive, and I think traditional investing in the past has been very exclusive. Who do you know, who you're friends with um, going to a certain type of person that looks a certain way. Um, so how do you see with web three in general, not just raise, but how do you see funding going in the future to where we can have, you know, more of more diversity in funding around maybe not just the U S but the world.
3: I mean, I love, yeah, like ahead, this, I, I, I like the idea of like, you know, when you think about sharks tank, it's like, you know, they're, they're pitching to the, this audience of five people and they don't necessarily like the, the, the product doesn't necessarily resonate with those five people. You may have a business that's cat crafts for cat lovers. It targets a very specific niche. Um, There's some cat lovers out there that would want to support that. And this is the great the opportunity in open access and radical inclusivity. You can have an invitation or like, you know, a non-public, like, you know, a barrier to make sure people are aware of what they're doing, but you can still like leverage this platform to create the situation, the environment to be able to receive funding from different communities of like-minded people who want to see you succeed and support. Because there are more investors now than there have ever been in the history of humanity. There's more money, there's more resources out there than there's ever been in the history of humanity. There's more people who are willing to engage on projects, too. And that's the other thing about tokenized uh, securities, just in general, is that you can use these as compensation tools for developing organizational structures. So as opposed to having... Um, Like, you know, necessarily like option agreements or advisory agreements, you can actually like, you know, have utilized tokens and drip tokens out towards people who are participating and being engaged within the projects. And instead of, you know, being an employee and like trusting in the book, you will be able to look on OpenSea or look on look on Etherscan to be able to verify, you know, your contract, your position and the organizational structure as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Cal, I know. And I'd right.
2: say part of the part of the future outside of even oh no, go ahead, Cal. I uh, Brian, Brian,
1: go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Okay. I said part part of the future I think also involves uh, helping people understand what the tech what the technology of blockchain in general can do, right? And tokenization can do. Once people understand that we're gonna see an explosion of innovation, right? There's gonna be lots of people. We we hope one day we're not the only ones. We know we're not gonna be, right? And there's gonna to be tons of innovation that pops up just to kind of further answer that question.
1: Dan?
0: Yeah, no, it's um I, I am curious to see and I can't wait, you know, how how more I people talk all the time like mass adoption, like how many more people can get in and and they start seeing it and as it continues to pick up. I'm sure Kyle, you've seen this, like it was it, it seems like you know the crypto is more of a, it's less of an investment and more of a community, and I think we saw that with NFTs. It was I think less people looking for an investment, more people looking for a community of like-minded people, and so where do you think? Uh, and maybe I could be wrong. I'm just you know, <laughs> it's all my, good. Like just my view of of what's happening and pulse of the markets. But um, where do you see this becoming something that? you know, really expands out instead of being like you mentioned, you know, 10% or less or 20% or less, or where does this get to like 50% of people know about it, have a wallet are engaged in it?
3: I mean, honestly, I think the key is just people like, you know, having their light bulb moments, like, you know, realizing, you know, what it can do and, and using it. Um, The best way to understand how Bitcoin, how crypto works is by getting a wallet and receiving some and sending some and be like, okay, that was interesting. And like going through that whole process and the same thing with NFTs. And I think as well, like within the business community, like, you know, for example. Like MetaTalks, like you know, there's an opportunity for say a membership token, or if you had revenue streams that were that were coming in from sponsors or donations, like you know, codifying that 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 revenue stream and you know, fractionalizing it into say a hundred tokens and offering that, and that can be a way for you to you know raise some capital to take you know this project to that next level. Um, or if you're like, you know, we're going to build a big enterprise and this is going to be an equity play, you can do that too. Um, actually, like, you know, testing and creating and, and, and using this, and I think as more and more projects start going out to their communities, and we're seeing this happen a lot right now, there's a lot of big brands, there's a lot of big artists that are all starting to issue NFT projects, you know, the number of downloads that MetaMask is getting kind of increases every single day, like the proliferation is growing. You don't, you can't, like, you can't uninvent gunpowder you can't uninvent blockchain distributed ledger technology so it's just a matter of like you know the the that critical mass hitting and then like this tipping point or we're seeing this inflection point and it feels like we're getting really close to like you know this mega inflection point point. and i'm confident and feel feel at peace knowing that you know we're exactly where we are right now is great um you know even in this bear market it's like You know, the bear markets versus the bull markets, having been in this space a long time, bear markets is when things get built. Like, you know, the bears are for building, the bulls are for bullshit. And, like, there's so much mania and so much (laughs) manic behavior when prices hitting all-time highs and, like, all the media. And it's like, you know, all of a sudden the egos come out, like, you know, in full force. And... You know, but now we're in these in these periods of kind of contraction. It's like you know, it kind of weeds out a lot of the the you know the fake the phonies. And you know, for us, it's like when well, I know. and I would say no.
2: look, I, I would say look at the history of technology, right? I, I was get, I was getting out of college when the .dot com era was starting to pop. And just go look at what history does, right? Just especially in tech, what what happened, right? Very few, if anyone had an email address now today you can't survive in business without an email address a linkedin handle a twitter handle right go on and on and on right so that's what's going to happen with blockchain right and when nft identities and nft ticketing and nft securities and blah 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 go down the list doesn't have to be NFTs. token tokens right crypto payments for everyday use whatever chain it is right you can debate that all day long right when that begins to make people's lives easier and better, because that's what we all want. We just want things to be simpler, right? That's when you're going to see mass adoption.
1: All right. So what are some of the qualifications for anyone who wants to get involved with the race? Um, what do you guys look for? I know this is private, right? Uh, well, we're looking,
2: we're, I mean, honestly, we're looking right now for pilot clients. We've actually already got our first five, and that's all we wanted in our first, 30, uh, first you know thirty first, 90 days. And then our next 30 days, we're going to support those guys to, to get their launch. Um, between now and the next uh, 90 days to 120 days, end of year, we're looking for 25 total. We're very specific about what we want to do and what we want to support and make those companies successful. And uh, we're also launching... Um, our our own round, our new round, actually. So we're looking for accredited investors ourselves mm-hmm. um, that are that want to own actually an equity token in in our company. Uh, and so we're releasing 40 equity tokens actually privately to accredited investors uh, here in a week. And um, those are actually going to be they're not even technically equity tokens. If you know the instrument safe safe agreement. We're actually tokenizing a SAFE agreement, which is very unique and powerful uh, through an NFT. And that's going to go live actually here in a week or so. And then um, what we're also continuing uh, to offer to accredited investors is revenue share tokens. Uh, And you own a 0.025% ownership rights in our future platform revenue when you own one NFT in in our in our ecosystem. So investors, accredited investors can actually continue to get involved by either owning a share of our revenue
0: or a share of our equity.
2: Uh, and you can you can get in touch with us at raise.finance uh, and and we love to talk.
0: Yeah, and I want to hear more about that. Just because I've seen this with uh, the first time I saw this last year was music. I'm sure you saw that, right? Where you know you could own percentage and I just saw recently another a few different um, artists that are releasing like famous artists doing their own label, basically raising money, mm. you know, through, uh, uh, through giving out a percentage of future revenue from sales of, of their album or songs. I don't know a hundred percent how it works, but um, I thought it was a fascinating model around what you were saying. So
3: I mean, it's amazing. Like, think daniel think about think about like uber or airbnb had you mm-hmm. had the opportunity like they charge a 20% 20% fee effectively like what if they took 10% of their fee back in the early days and and created a token pool that represented you know that that revenue source and as soon as the revenue comes in it just gets it goes into the distribution pool um like you know I think Airbnb or Uber did like $14 billion last quarter, like in revenue. It's an unbelievable amount. Like, based on our numbers, like, we do $1 billion in revenue, and every single token will have paid out $250,000. Um, to each of the token holders and we're selling them for one ETH right now. And like this is the same model that if you have a very expected flow and, and as a SaaS platform, you know, we know that where we're ma- where we're making revenue from, we're going to make revenue from platform fees, from processing fees for, for doing the distributions and from selling our own NFTs too. So we're going to have our own kind of membership token for investors to be able to come and be part of the club, to be able to get special access to uh, to to offerings from entrepreneurs looking to engage
2: with, you know, the Raise
3: Investor community. Um,
2: so- yeah. It, and, and, and Daniel, the real key to, and a lot of these that you're seeing is there's a big difference in buying a membership <laughs> token and being part of the membership, right? And receiving some sort of benefit, as long as it's not a return, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that right that's huge that's going to be explosive over the next several years membership platforms everywhere as cal said Gary Vee started to make that really popular with some of, some of his projects um but there's a very big difference in saying you get to participate as a passive investor in the success of our company that's a key difference and so it's the difference between investing and participating as a member and you can do both you can do both with our platform, but you can do both in the industry as well. You just have to know the
0: difference. Got it. So does the does the software then disperse out? Is it actual? And by the way, Kyle, I like your your uh, things that pop
1: That's up. Your right matrix right there. Oh,
0: yeah, Whoa.
3: The, the raise the raise revenue <laughs> token.
0: Matrix. It's just going to feed. Oh, wow. I, like <laughs> I like that. I saw a dog there earlier. I think. Um, so, my I'm curious. Is it actually like? Do, do these? Oh, there you go. Is that Shibu Inu? Um That's
3: the Doge. That's Doge fund. So that's the
0: Doge. Does it actually disperse like, mo- like actual money to people? Like as this goes, if somebody wants to do this for their community or they want, is it actual money or is it is it like crypto? Is it current? Like what what? Well, actually if, if you're
2: buying if you're buying into if if you're a company and you want to raise capital, right, and you're issuing let's say equity, all the same rules apply, right? You you either are going to do a dividend one day. Or you're going to have an event, right? A sale, another round, et cetera. And investors are going to be paid out the same way, but they can be paid out through uh, crypto and through the distribution of the NFT. But the more probably relevant question that you're asking is if they have a revenue share token, right? Um, How do they get paid? What we do is we give people the ability to claim the revenue, right? To go in there and actually a claiming process with their NFT in their wallet, Monthly, quarterly, whatever the company dictates that their payment schedule is going to be. So if the company owes $100,000 of, uh, of a revenue share that month to, to their investors, they're going to put that into a wallet. Smart contract is going to pay that out automatically, uh, and they're going to go claim that um, from, from their actual NFT ownership. Right. And the, and the currency
3: of it is defined by the project. So like, you know, it Correct. could like, we'll, we'll likely be paying out in ether um, or, or in a stable coin. So if, and, and like, you know, it could be an ERC 20, but again, our, the platform is, is, is chain agnostic. Like we support any EVM so we can support like, you know, a lower fee stable coin solution, like, you know, a polygon um, implementation of Matic or, or, or Tether. But ultimately we're not we're, we're not doing is we're not making venmo payments out, out, out right. to everybody it's it's utilizing <laughs> it's utilizing you know good
1: crypto. point yeah all right so my question to you is i know you guys mm. are focusing on nft are you guys going to be open to supporting vr project or any outside of the nft world or this is just nft as of now
3: 100 100 if you got any project that's raising, whether it, whether it's a, a for-profit or even a not-for-profit, there is a play. There is a strategy to utilize non-fungible tokens, membership tokens, revenue tokens, or equity tokens for the project. Just because we are like, you know, a Web3 focused enterprise, um, you know, leveraging decentralized technology, that doesn't mean we're only serving that industry. From real estate To film financing, to startup funding, to like community projects, impact projects, all, all, all are just basic, you know, governance organizational structures and the technology stack that we're building can support them all. And we're absolutely looking, and this is what Brian mentioned, we got five projects coming right out the gates one of them's a real estate, one of them's a film, one of them's a, um, you know a tech a tech, tech platform. Start, yeah. So we're looking at these different at these different ones and as we build out these initial um, these these initial kind of we'll say pilots or first clients, we're going to be very much handholding and working very closely with them to build and to iterate and to improve the project so that by this time next year You'll be able to go as a founder or an entrepreneur to raise.finance and be able to set up your deal as if it was a Kickstarter and submit your application to be live. We are going to have a vetting process, or not a vetting, but an approval process, because the nature of the platform um, could be abused, and we may need to need to assure the integrity of it and make sure that bad actors don't utilize this tech to scam people.
2: Yeah, and let me say this, the, the platform really at the end of the day is built for the mass market, right? We're just waiting for small business and, and, and startups to catch up with the adoption of this tech, right? That's really the key. As crypto, as blockchain is widely adopted, so will the idea of being able to fundraise this way.
1: Awesome. Ian?
0: No, amazing. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So why don't you all, is that another one? Is that your... Uh... That's the equity token. Well, it's the entertain. <laughs> nice, so it's
3: like, you know, it's a blue ocean. It's really calm. It's okay. like the equity is just like, I'm going to get in. I'm going to be patient versus like oh, revenue token. It. That's like, all right, let's yeah. go. You <laughs> should,
1: should invite them at the uh, for the uh, Philippine Blockchain Week. We'll be curating the content there for the whole week.
3: Oh, terrific! <laughs> well, awesome. I will also say that our one film project is really unique towards the film and blockchain because it is going to be one take on answering the greatest question in Bitcoin.
1: There you go. Good. <laughs> okay. yeah.
0: Which is a secret. It's a teaser, so, right there, Kyle. <laughs> All right, like how do you do that, Kyle? Thank you. Um, so, Brian, Kyle, you know, thank you both for today. It's been great. Um, really amazing for the audience to learn something new. So we always appreciate that. And you kept it, uh, you know, simplified enough for people to really understand no matter what level they're at. But share one more time. How can they find you? Uh, how can they find the website? Raise.finance. Yeah, raise finance.
2: Dot, yeah raise. finance. And then you can email us at info at raise.finance as well. Um, And, you know, full disclosure, we purposely have not been on social media. We've been focused on building a business. We're launching that in our next phase here. Uh, And the nature of what we're doing, making sure that we get our messaging right. Uh, So we're going to go heavy on that going into Q4, but hit our website. We'd love to hear from you.
3: And additionally, like we're both on LinkedIn too. Feel free to connect, send a message. If, if you're listening and you're, you, if this project resonates with you, you are invited to connect, to participate. Um, like what, in, in some form and fashion, we welcome that, that connection and that co-creation because we recognize this is a tool for other innovators and creators to leverage, to build and realize their dreams with. And we want to support you in realizing your dreams and, you know, becoming independently abundant wealthy and prosperous awesome amazing
0: thank you all
1: thank you for listening please rate review and subscribe and visit metatalks.com that's talks with a z